0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen. Your life will be transformed and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At the door. So today we, we start a new series that we've titled Silver and. Gold, silver, and gold. And it's going to run um, for four weeks. Today is part one. We're going to be laying a foundation for the series. And in part two, we are going to be looking at silver and gold. I have none. (laughs) In part three, We'll be looking at God saying, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. And in part four, we will be looking at the principles of silver and gold. Are you ready? Say to your neighbor, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? You see, many times the church shy away from talking about wealth for for good reason you know we we don't want to be seen as you know um money-centric or the church flips to the other extreme by being overtly just about prosperity just about money 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 that it's even sickening you know so whenever we want to talk about money in church both the, the pastor and the people uh, they, don't, they, are not, they are not sure what is going to come, <laughs> you know. But not in God's favorite house. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, we we have to understand how God wants us to operate. We have to understand how God wants us to relate. The abuse is so much sometimes that it's embarrassing to to to, to say that you're a pastor. Because everybody thinks every pastor is after your checkbook. You know, thank God for the testimony of the lady that says that when she came to gospel of house, it was clear to her that we are not after people's money. Glory be to God. <laughs> you know, but the, 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 the point is this. If we understood who we are in God, money will never be a problem never a a friend of mine that i've not seen for like um 18 to 20 years very good guy solid believer you know one of guys that i mean challenged me to my core when i first gave my life to jesus He, he, he stays um in canada He lives in canada and he came i met him a few days ago he came to the office when he came to nigeria he called me i mean i was like wow You know, so he says he really wants to see me. I I didn't know what he wanted to see me for. So I was like, of course, I was happy to see him. 20 years, I mean, you know, catching up and and all that stuff. So he he, he came to the office, and in less than three minutes, he said to me, you are not one of them. I'm like, "What, what are you saying? He says that he came to tell me off. He came to check if you are one of those pastors, that you know, and his objective for coming—I've not seen guys twenty years. Well, obviously, came to Nigeria for other things, but all the way from Canada was to tell me off and leave. But in three minutes, he said, "You're still." very grounded. You are not one of them. You are not one of them. And he was so happy. And I, and I said to him that, you see, the problem with people like you is that you generalize. You see, when you generalize, you have the problem. It's just like, it's just like that's the problem with, with racism. You, you, know, you generalize. All black men are this. Oh, all white men are that. Oh, all Yoruba people are this. Oh, all Igbo people are that. When you generalize, you are creating a prism And it narrows your world view. So by the time he left my office, he was was challenged to the core. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to Jesus. You know, some of us, Oh, you cannot marry an Aousa girl. You cannot marry a Yoruba. That's why, you you know, you cause problems for your children. You know, you you set up all sorts of... Now, my wife, she's supposed to be Yoruba, right? (laughs) And they gave her a Yoruba script and she couldn't read it. You know? In fact, sometimes, she speaks Igbo. She understands Igbo, you know. I understand Igbo. It doesn't matter. When, because of the bad behavior of some people, we, we group everybody, and we put them in it, it shows how small your mind is, actually. If, if, if you think like that, some people say, oh, all the Pentecostal churches, blah, 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 blah. It's a problem that if we don't get... If you don't get yourself out of, for instance, which we are going to see as we go on. <laughs> Very good guy. he won't mind me sharing this. He said to me that he's a um, top guy in, in his organization and he's, in, he's a software person also into IT. And He said to me that he can, he can, they can never make him vice president because he's Nigerian that they bring a Chinese that doesn't know anything and becomes his boss. You know, and I gave him an example of somebody that is operating what I'm going to teach you today that was in the same Canada, became a vice president. In fact, right now he's a president and he's a Nigerian. So I said to him, so I said to him, how do you see yourself how do you think that? If, if, okay, yeah, yeah, everybody else needs to, let's say, get seven points to get to um, that level. But because you are black, they discriminate against you. You need to get, everybody else needs to get seven. You need to get 15 points to get, then get 15 points. Then get 15 points. We should stop giving excuses. God has designed us to be above and not beneath. It's not, a, it's not an issue of arrogance. It's an issue of covenant. I was a covenant. Amen. First Corinthians nine 8. Second Corinthians actually nine eight. God shows us His heart as far as finances is concerned. All through the Bible, but I'll just read one, which is this. It says, and God will generously provide all you need. A few of, all, a few of what you need? All you need. God will generously provide. Then you will always have everything. Everybody say everything. You will always have everything you need and enough to manage and plenty left over so much that you can share with others you know, some some people tell us that God just wants to give you enough God just gave the children of Israel manna and it was sufficient for, for the day But guess what? They were taking manna because they were in the wilderness. When you come into Christ, you have entered into the promise. By the time they entered the promised land, they were eating in abundance. Your mind, you have to accept that God wants abundance for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Ah. You have to accept it. That's That's the first place to start from. And I'm going to show you why you shouldn't even struggle with it. You should not even struggle. When God was speaking to the Jews, you know, he he said to them that, guys, nobody needs to lack. Deuteronomy 15. Nobody needs to lack. Bring up up that scripture. Yeah, verse 4. It says, but there should be no poor people among you, because the Lord, your God, will richly bless you in the land is giving you as a possession as your own. There should be no poor persons among you because of the way your God. Will bless you. There should be no poor person in God's favorite house, because of the way our God will bless us. In fact, we used to say, "I've not said in a while, that if you, if you, if you, if you are in God's favorite house, it is impossible for you to be poor. If you insist that you be poor, we'll, we'll, we'll do what." You know, (laughs) listen, if you get these things, your life will change. God says you should not, can you bring up that scripture again, verse 4, there should be no poor person. That's what he said. But because God knows what we don't know, God knows that human beings are, well, free moral agents. So we can choose to align with the covenant or not. By the time you get to verse 15, I think, or oh, verse 11, yeah, verse 11, it says, there will always be poor people in the land. Verse 4 says, there should be no poor person in the land. Verse 15 says, there will Always be poor people in the land. So God is saying, so I command you to what? Give freely to your neighbors and to the poor and needy. Take care of the poor and needy. You see, decades ago when I read the scripture, I made up my mind. I will not live on handout. Make up your mind that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will not live on handouts. Make up your mind. They say there will always be poor in the land. Did they put your name there? Yeah, your name is not there, so you are not among them. And why will God say in verse four there should be no there should be no poor and you will say in verse eleven, they will always be poor. <laughs> you know why? Because it does that. So people will never obey him. So people will refuse to obey him. So people will still hold on to their traditions. So people will still hold on to their thinking that has brought them into the trouble they are in. So people will still hold on to their mindsets. So there shouldn't be means if you align, things will change. If you don't align, there will be a problem. And God is saying, okay, for those that don't align, that are poor, don't worry. Those of us that are rich, we take care of the people that are poor outside of God's family house. Because everybody here will be wealthy. Now even as I'm saying that, some people are struggling with that. Like, ah, Pastor, is he everybody? <laughs> if you know that because of the abundance of gold, silver will become like ordinary stones in your life. Shout hallelujah! Amen. Yeah. So shall it be. Yeah. We are going to change this nation. We are going to change the world. And it's going to require silver and gold. <laughs> it will. You see, it is you see it, what I'm talking about is the operating system of your mind. I'll permit me to use software terminologies. All of us know it already. Everybody here, most people most people here are either carrying an Apple phone or an Android device, phone, maybe a few Microsoft phones. For the unfortunate few. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Microsoft. No issues with Microsoft. Very good phones, very good phones. But but the point is this. (laughs) The operating system of a phone... That is, for, for, for the, if you have a Samsung HTC, it should be Android, right? If you have an Apple phone, it should be iOS, right? Good. The operating system on your, of the phone determines the app that can run on it. Determine the app that can run on it. So, so, so if you are trying to install an Android app, on an Apple phone, what will happen? Sometimes, we need to step back and reformat our hard disk and install a new operating system so that we can install the right apps. Listen, if you install this operating system that God is It's installing, it's formatting, it's installing the operating system. If you install it, the covenant operating system, even if you try to install the app called Poverty, it will not run. It it will not run. So there's there's a spiritual environment. The the operating system is an operating environment. There's a spiritual environment that the covenant brings you into. And it affects your mental environment. It affects how you see yourself. And it will affect your physical environment. You know, one of the great things about the Jews is this. The Jews, they know that they are Jews. Mordecai said to Ammon, when they when they brought that instruction that everybody should bow, he says, I can't bow. He Why wouldn't you buy? He says, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. You know, because I bow to only one God. His name is Jehovah. You see, they are so so idol worship cannot run on this operating system. That's what he's saying. I they they have this on it's as if they're in a different planet. Put a Jew anywhere and they prosper. And one of the major difference between a typical Jew and a typical Gentile Christian is this. is the view of eternity. It's the view of eternity. So the, the typical Gentile Christian says, When we get to heaven, In the marriage supper, And since I got In the large assembly, there's no more, there's really no more. Goodbye to victory. That statement is 100% true. But the Jew, we say, it will not start there, it will start here. difference. This is a major difference. The typical Christian who says, take the wall and give me Jesus. The song we sound today. Very spiritual. <laughs> I don't want to see my God. Beautiful. Beautiful. The Jew will say, Jehovah did not say I should choose one. The Jew will say, I am here on earth to show forth his glory. So, what is not permitted in heaven is not permitted in me. That is how a Jew thinks. And that's how you see, until, until that becomes how you think you will permit and endure the things you shouldn't endure. Think about it. If it's all about heaven, why didn't God kill us when we gave our life to Jesus? That's the best time. That's, that's the surest time that somebody will make heaven. It's the surest time. So, whenever we give up that cup, people will just be going, pew, 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 pew. why didn't that happen? Why would God risk your eternity to leave you on earth? Because he knows you are going to make mistakes. Why would God risk that? Because you have a purpose on earth. And when you look at the... Okay, okay, let's, let's give God a big, 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 big. When you look at the nature of things, the operating environment is so powerful. It's so, so powerful. The spiritual operating environment, the mental operating environment, the physical operating environment is so, so powerful. Did you know, in 2012, a Japanese company discovered that the, the components in onion, the components that causes um, irritation in the eye is different from the component that flavors the onion. So, in fact, they discovered that the, the you know, when you cut onion, you are teary, right? that it is the sulfur that is in the soil. So, they are now getting onions that is crunchy and onion and has all the flavors without teary eyes. One day to get to Nigeria. <laughs> so, the, the, the problem is not the onion. The problem was the environment, the onion was... Planted in, and that's so powerful because you need to understand that the problem, really, for a lot of people, and I'm not denying it. That's why I'm just explaining this: the environment you have been brought up is so toxic, and the things you are you are are wrestling with is generational. Thank God for that testimony. I mean, cancer taking at least two people every year for the past ten years. Some environments are just evil, point blank. See, the, the problem with Nigeria is not talent. The problem with Nigeria is not talent. The problem with Nigeria in fact one of the things that the, the shocks me the most earlier on in my career, very, very early in my career, I think two thousand and one two thousand and one as in this particular organization, you know, I, I you know I get to travel around the world and I meet my peers and we begin to talk and it just comes on me that these people really don't know anything. Not that they don't know anything, they know stuff. But what, we, what about they don't know anything is that they just know one area and that's where they are. We, we know this, we know that, we talk about this, we talk about that, we talk about everything. So our problem is not talent. I mean, how can South Africa beat us to 0? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad day for Nigerian football. <sighs> <sighs> oh, <laughs> I, I need to get on that. Because how is that even possible? We, I kid you not, we can field five teams. That can win the World Cup. I'm not boasting, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Nigeria, from a talent standpoint, purely talent standpoint, we can field five teams, just like Brazil, we can field five teams that can win the World Cup. But we cannot raise a team that can, without with all due respect to South Africa, cannot even you have a church there, so that's, <laughs> And this is online, so let's not cause uh, some xenophobic actions going on. Uh, Praise the of the Lord. So, we, we, we need to understand that God wants us to operate in a spiritual environment called the kingdom of God. And that spiritual environment will affect our mental environment. And it will not matter what our physical environment is saying. We will prosper. In Matthew 6, Matthew 6 from 31 to 33, Jesus is saying, the SCVP version, to to you and I. (laughs) Don't worry and say, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear? The people who don't know God keep trying to keep to get these things. They are trying to get these things. And the Father in Heaven knows that you need them. And that, that, that's the key thing. So these things are important. God knows we need them. He says, but don't worry about them. You, verse 3, seek first God's kingdom. And what God wants, then all the other things will be added to you. So God is saying to you and I, seek my operating environment. Seek my operating system. Seek to be under the influence of my kingdom and my mind. Seek what I want. Seek how I want things done. And it will not matter where you are physically. Your problem is not Nigeria. If you are the salt, you are supposed to change the environment. But you see, unfortunately, we join the people that don't know God. So we follow and we run after money. Like people that are going look God is saying that don't do that. Obviously, work hard. We're going to talk about principles of silver and gold. And the place for work. And it's so key. And so pivotal. And my God is saying, your mindset is to seek my kingdom, to operate in my kingdom. I my will should rule you, not money should rule you. It is my will should. Rule you. I should own you. Not money. Money is neutral. Totally neutral. I'm I'm sure you know that. It becomes what you make of it. And money becomes mammon when it owns us. So, money becomes mammon when it owns us. Praise the name of the Lord. You know money has become mammon when it owns you. that's the problem. Money is not meant to own us. We are meant to what? To own it. So it really doesn't matter what you own or what you have or what you don't have. The only thing that matters is who owns you. The only thing that matters is who owns you. So God says, seek first my kingdom. Let me own you. Let me own you, God says. And resources, silver and gold, will not be your issue. God is saying, let me own you. And silver and gold Will not be an issue. So, why is it important? Why is that important? It's important for two reasons. Whoever owns you determines your limit and determines your behavior. Whoever owns you determines your limits. ...and your behavior. Whoever owns you determines how far you go. Whoever owns you determines how you behave. Whoever owns you determines how far you go. If, if, If money owns you when your resources are limited... Let me put it this way. If money owns you when your bank account is low... Your aspiration adjusts to your bank account. If God owns you, even though your bank account is low, your vision will still be bigger than your account. Praise the name of the Lord. If God owns you, even though you have 200K in your account, You are saying this 2015, I'm going to complete the house I started building. I mean, that that, that will only take God. But if if money owns you, you have 200K in your account, you're like, ah, maybe this thing you know happen this year. Why? Because it is the money that determines the limit of your faith. There are many times we want to do a project in church. If I'm not many, there are many times, <laughs> almost every time we want to do a project in church. Our vision is always bigger than our resources. We wanted to get this land we are sitting on. Ah. <laughs> you, many of you know this story. The vision was far bigger than our resources. There are many times we want to do something we don't even know where the money is going to come from. And my colleagues will say, uh, Pastor, how are we going to do this? You know? And I'll say to them, They know this song already. So when they come and say, Pastor, how are we going to do this? Oh, you know this song. The song just simply means, God will provide. You know, God said to Abraham, Go and bring, sacrifice your son. It was unthinkable. The boy asked him, Where is the land? He said, God will provide. You don't know what what I can see does not determine. What I can see physically does not determine how far I will go. Whoever owns you determines your limits. And whoever owns you Determines your behavior. Determines your behavior because, you know, some people, when they don't have money, they're very humble, very gentle, they don't want to collide with the egg seller. You know, they just go, JJ. <laughs> Their colleagues talk to them, so oh, that they is so humble. But once money begins to flow in, the same person. The same person. Not the twin brother, not the twin sister. Begin to be arrogant. That's why when the wife begins to say to the husband, Wait, 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 wait. We have been tolerating this thing. We need to review it. Why? Because cash is, is speaking. That's why some husbands will say. Ah, you know, I don't have to go there. (laughs) So, So, when money changes your behavior, money has become mammon. You are delivered from money as mammon when it does not determine your limits or your behavior. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is so, so, so big. And that's why God keeps saying to the Jews, don't forget me. Remember me. Remember me. Exodus twenty, twenty-three. Remember me. Remember, you must not make an, any idols of silver and gold. I'm going to bless you with silver and gold. Say so, amen. But remember, don't make idols of silver and gold to what? To rival me. To rival me. By the time we get to Deuteronomy 8 from verse 10, it says, When you have eaten your (laughs) fill. Isn't that where trouble starts? Be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. You are going to be wealthy. I I feel like telling you that it's not even a prayer. It's a covenant by the grace of God that I've made with God. Of course, in addition to all these covenants that exist already. Everyone in God's family house God will prosper you. Yeah. God is saying, only be careful. Beware that in your plenty you don't forget the Lord your God. Verse 12 For when you have become full and prosperous and you have built fine homes to live in. And when your flocks and your herds have become very large, in fact, in the name of Jesus, you will build fine homes. Amen. Your flock and your herds will become very large. Amen. When your silver and your gold have multiplied, your silver and your gold will multiply, Amen. along with everything else, be Please let me look at your name and say, Be careful. Be careful. Hold your ears like my grandmother will hold it. Be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God. Don't forget where you... You see, you see what the, the, the biggest the biggest danger of prosperity is forgetfulness. The biggest danger of prosperity is forgetfulness. The biggest danger of prosperity is forgetfulness. We forget so easily. We forget. We forget. But God says, don't forget. So let's step into this software, into this covenant. I was watching a, a, I mean, some program, and they were asking this great man of God, if you will. I believe he's a man of God. I don't believe he's fake, you know. And the news was, the press people were setting him up. The question was a trick question. Why do you Christians always think you should prosper? Why should, why should you, why should, what do you, why should you believe? Prosper it. Prospered. Be well. Okay. I don't want to go there. Anyway, that was the question. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny when the world thinks they should prosper and the church should not prosper. It's not very funny. So, this man quoted 3 John 2, 3 John 1 2. And it says, Beloved, I was. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. And he was trying to explain that, and, and I was like, no, sir, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. If you look at that scripture, it's God's mind, yes. It shows God's intention at best. It shows his promise. However, that is not the basis for wealth, for the Christian." That shows God's heart. That shows God's promise. In fact, it is the fruit. It is, it is like, it is like the, one of the times of the covenant. But that is not the covenant. One of the promises of the covenant. If you look at the scripture, it is, it is God's desire. The basis for wealth is, is, is the covenant. It changes your spiritual location. So I look at that scripture and I'm like, "He." I'm like, "No, sir. no, sir." So what's the basis? Ephesians two from verse 12 says remember that at that time you were what you were separate from Christ you were excluded from where the citizenship of Israel falls there at that time you were you were separate from Christ we were excluded from what at that time now, Uncle. Do you have an Israeli passport? Okay. <laughs> Spiritually, you do. That's what you need to understand. Then we were excluded, and we were foreigners to the covenant of promise, we were without hope. And we were without God in this world. But now in Christ, you who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You who were far away. I that I was far away. So the basis for covenant, wealth, for this natural Jew and the spiritual Jew. Is the covenant God had with Abraham. That is the basis. Abraham's blessings are mine. We sing it, but we don't know it. Abraham's blessings are mine. That is the basis. That is the singular reason. If you, The Abrahamic covenant in, in Genesis 12, in fact, I, 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 Genesis 12, I recommend you read the whole of Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3, Genesis 15, 18 to 21, Genesis 22 fifteen to eighteen. It is that is the basis of prosperity for the physical natural Jew and for the what? For the spiritual Jew. For the spiritual Jew. Now I'm going to explain something to us. And it's the term covenant. It's so in separate times. Covenant is like an agreement, but it's, it's deeper than an, an agreement because agreements are signed with, with ink in our time. Covenants are sealed with blood from a spiritual standpoint. And blood is thicker than ink spiritually, if you know what I mean. There are two types of covenants. Even now, the lawyers will tell us, hmm. There's the bilateral covenant, which is, if I do this, you will do this. This is my responsibility, this is your responsibility, and we will both enjoy this. You will enjoy this, I will enjoy this. Marriage is a bilateral covenant. You will do this, I will do this. You will enjoy this, I will enjoy that. When you do this, you will provoke this. When I do this, I will provoke that. Bilateral. Bilateral. And there's the unilateral covenant. Unilateral covenant is not dependent on another party. One person making a covenant is responsible for all the conditions and provides all the benefits. When you look at the covenant of Abraham in Genesis 12, Bilateral. God says, leave your father and your mother and I will. And he left and God said, because you have left, here it is. So, Abraham has already fulfilled his own part. Abraham cannot break that covenant again. Praise the name of the Lord. Stay with me. By the time you enter Genesis 15, it was a unilateral covenant. God stepped it up. It was a unilateral covenant. That is, God said to Abraham, stay here, get me all these animals. He cut them into two. Usually what happens, again, when you get home, please read it. If they say something about your covenant that affects you, shouldn't you read it? Please read it. God cut up the animals. The blood was there. Usually, the two people that enter into that covenant, we walk through the animals. But God made Abraham sleep. And God alone walked the animals. What was he saying? By myself. And that's a covenant you have and I have entered into. By the time you get to Genesis 22, it was unilateral. God said to Abraham, Give me Isaac. God give God Isaac. And it was not conditioned upon Isaac. But God said, because you have done this, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply. You see? And will anybody that curses you, will be cursed. God was beating his chest and speaking to Abraham, if I could swear by another, I would have sworn, but there's nobody greater than me. Oh so you see, that what we have going for us, it's huge. It's, it's, it's too big. That is why the Jews always prosper. They always have ideas. They always are creative. If you check the biggest enterprises in the world, the Jews are behind them. Facebook, Jew. Google, Jew. CNN, Jew. Fox, Jew. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. Jews. The silent real estate controllers, Jews why not because of what they have done but because of what he has done praise the name of the lord now here's the deal isn't this cool I can't even do like this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> okay, so here's the deal. This is Adamic. Adam. That's the Adamic line, right? At some point, at this point, When Adam had sinned, God had promised, I will still walk through a man. I will raise a people. And through them, I will save the whole world. Promised. So God called Abraham. Abraham stepped out. And he was going. Now, because the Jews didn't want a relationship with God, They they said to Moses, you go and hear God, come and tell us. I mean, God was hurt, and God needed to set up the the, the Mosaic system, the Mosaic covenant, the Mosaic law, and that existed here, and that continued, because they wouldn't want to, they didn't want to have a one-on-one with God, which was what God had wanted from the beginning. But at the cross of Jesus, the Mosaic covenant was cancelled out. But the Abrahamic covenant Continued. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, if you read Romans 4, Romans 5, Romans 6, what he was saying is this, that Christ came so that we that were Gentiles cannot be heirs of Abraham. So the reason we were engrafted, you use the word engrafting, Hebrews also, Hebrews 7. Use the word engrafting. We were engrafted in. So the covenant that God established with Abraham, because of the cross of Calvary, you and I can partake of that covenant. So the covenant endures. Praise the name of the Lord. The covenant endures. So we see that who you are is more important than what you have. Who you are. Is more important than what you have. Many of us we we go crazy. Oh, I don't have this, oh, I don't have that, oh, I don't have no 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 no. First, do you know who you are? Do you know what OS you are running? What operating system is working in there? Genesis 13, verse 2 says to us, Genesis 13 2 says Abraham was very rich in what? In livestock. He was very rich in silver and gold. Abraham was very rich in livestock. I was very rich in silver and gold by reason of the covenant God has with him. So, if, if, if you are, if you are not, if you are going to be, if your prosperity is going to endure, if it's not just going to be one breakthrough and you're wondering what's going to happen next, I love breakthrough, okay, was that luck? You know, if it's going to be a consistent stream, it must flow through the covenant of Christ that we have access to and connect us to the covenant of Abraham. Praise the name of the Lord. So it is so important that you get it. That I get it. That silver and gold is not the issue. The issue is this. Do you know who you are? Who you are determines what flows to you. Who you are is the magnet of everything that is around you. Everything you've been able to create or not been able to create. So, the reason you are not who you should be is because you don't know who you are. The reason you are not who you should be. The reason we are not who we should be. The reason you are not who you should be is because you don't know who you are. As this series goes on, God will format all bad hard disks that have been running very dangerous operating systems. And God will install his own operating system. Because of the abundance of gold, silver will become like ordinary stones in your life. But you have to know who you are. You have to operate this system. God says, I will give unto you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places. You have to Operates the covenant. Let's burn our hearts. Let's burn our heads. Silver and gold. If you're here, you're like, Pastor, I don't even have a covenant with God. I am outside of the commonwealth of. Israel, I'm outside of of the family of God. Can you pray with me? Can I be a partaker? Yes, I want to pray with you. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you are, wherever you are seated, I want to pray with you. And God will translate you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dead son. That is me, pastor. Pray with me. Pull up your hand. Your head, God bless you. You're proper, you're proper. God bless you. Shoot it up over your head. Over your head. God bless you. God bless you. That is me. God bless you. God bless you. That is me. My sister. God bless you. My brother, God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me. God bless you, sir. God bless you. That is me. Pray with me. I want to be translated. God bless you. Right there over there. My my sister. I can see that hand. Keep the hands up. They're gonna give you a colour. I'm gonna pray with you now. God bless you, right here in front. My sister, I can see you. They're gonna Put a card in your hand. Once you have the card, you can put out that hand. I'm going to pray with you now. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I want to pray with you now. Heaven is waiting. For the rest of us, I want you to talk to God and say, Lord, the fullness of the covenant, let it manifest in my life. Let the fullness of the covenant manifest in my life. Let the fullness of the covenant manifest in my life, Father. We pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. We ask, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you breathe upon them, Lord. Translate them from the kingdom. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Translate them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dead Son. Change this life totally, and let your name be glorified. Honour and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's pray for the Lord.